You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. It's the Wednesday rainy edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in with us this morning. Our Twitter's at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app. There's a chat box up in the right-hand corner. Uh, you can send us a message on there if you would like. If you don't want to call, we'll be happy to read those messages over the air and answer any question that you have. Before we get started, though, we want to thank uh, Jimmy Rain, our great friend over at Yellowwood, great Southern Wood. If it has to be tough and it has to laugh with the elements year after year, when it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood for project stands up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer to find pressure treated pine. And always remember, guys, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. They uh, had the top eight, other than Georgia flipping uh, to number one. Yeah. Does that help Alabama if they were to beat Georgia? If they beat yeah. number one. Does that no, help? I them? don't think it's any doubt. I think yeah. it really helps. Okay. What else yeah. you see? What else you got this morning? Well, uh, you know, everybody knows it, but Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Florida State. Washington is number five, and then Oregon, uh, Texas, and Alabama is pretty much in that order because everybody's beating everybody. It's one jump ahead of them. So that's your that's your standings. You can call in and can argue about that if you wish. On the basketball front, there were eight games, um, really good games. I got home in time to watch the Kentucky Kansas second half. Kentucky's going to have a good team. They got uh, they got beat eighty nine eighty four, um, but uh, that was probably the you know a, a team that uh, both teams were very very good. The rest of them uh, played teams they could beat. So, uh, Alabama uh, had twenty one more points than than South Alabama made seven more threes than they did. Sears kid played with Walters is good. Prinkle Prinkle those three kids had double figures, uh, so it, they were twelve for twenty three for for. Um, uh, 21 points more than the five threes that uh, South Alabama got. So a, a good win for Alabama as they march on, and they uh, will try to uh, play again on Friday night. Uh, Auburn will play uh, on Friday, and they will play Notre Dame. I mentioned that because that's a pretty big game there. The other games, they're not going to go over all of them, but Duke beat uh, Michigan State uh, prior to uh, the Kansas-Kentucky game. Uh, so that's pretty much the way it is. The judge has said that, that Washington State, Oregon State, will control the Pac-10. They just, they're they the only ones left, and they deserve to do so, and I think that's probably a really good rule. By the way, uh, the Hunter Dickerson kid, the transfer, got 20 points and 20 rebounds last night for Kansas. Um, a very good player, but, can, but uh, uh, Kentucky got a real good recruit. They beat a lot of people on him. I, that last We came down to Missouri, actually, uh, kid out of um, out of a uh, North Carolina, 
a big six nine kid who's supposed to be very good. Um, outside of that, uh, the Edward, we have about most of, a lot of the coaches uh, saying, and I think they're being honest. You know, coaches are liars sometimes when it comes to stuff. But uh, the guy Detroit, uh, the pro guy who they talked about, says he's not interested. Uh, the coach at uh, Oregon. Um, Lang says he's not interested in the job, and I think they're truthful what they say. Now, a lot of them will, and and coach at uh, at, at uh, Duke uh, talked about how happy he was there, and he was satisfied. He didn't quite come out quite as thick about the A and M thing as other two did. So, when you hire, when you fire, you got to hire. Um, and I think uh, I think you you better have done your homework prior to that. To I, I have a feeling I know nothing. I have a feeling when it's all said and done, it'll be Lane Kiffin. Um, all right. Uh, I got to get something off my chest that's going on. Noah, uh, answer this for me, Noah. Uh, pull your microphone down. Answer this for me. If you're on Interstate 59 and you're oh. driving 95 miles an hour, what's going to happen if you if you run up on a cop, a policeman? You're going 95. You got to turn your thing up. We can't hear you. I'm They're probably going to pull you over. And probably give you what? A ticket? You're probably going to get a ticket, right? Yeah. All right. Now, if that happens, was the cop out to get you or did you? No, you were asking the, for it. Yeah, you're right. You broke the law, right? So, all right, I'm going somewhere with this. So, you're going 95 or 100, Dad. You're on Interstate 59. You pull by a cop. He pulls you over. He gives you a ticket. I am so sick of people with Desmond Howards of the world saying that the NCAA is out to get Jim Harbaugh. He broke the stinking rules. He he put together an illegal scouting system with it, and people are saying, "Oh, they're just out to get him." He broke the rules, and nobody will say that. They're not sitting around saying, "You know what? Let's go get Jim Harbaugh. Let's let's see we." He broke the rules. Uh, help me here, Dad. Why are people saying well, the NCAA uh, are out to get him? I don't understand. I don't know. I, I think probably you're right, but I'm not sure to what what exactly if he knew everything that was going on about the buying tickets and so forth. Oh. I'm not, not, and I'm not naive, so I, I don't know that he did, but maybe he did. I, I, uh, that I mean, guy's got – he doesn't give that guy that kind of power. He knows yeah. what that guy was doing. Okay. Come on. Okay, it may have been. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, get, uh, about that uh, speeding thing, when you got one of them, think my GMSs where you can find the find where you're going. GPS. I got cotton pick. I, look, I am. I put. Show I, put you Hugh, I know. What, I, I put Hueytown. I did use the word high school, and they sent my Sandy to Hueytown. Whatever, somewhere well, on um, Jaybird Road. It burned me up. Going, you got to put where you're going. So I did. Going. I put that in there. No, I you got to put Hueytown High School. It'll yeah. come up and you hit it. I, yeah. it, I did it. took me right. right there. All right, so I'm so tired. Uh, and our team, my, my little team played well last night. Yeah. We beat Hueytown. Yeah, so they did. Good. I was going to say that. I was going to say it and you said it. Go ahead. All right, uh, let's get to uh, the Yellowwood Hotline. I'm so tired of people. Saying the NCAA. Well, you stirred it up enough. Now we'll get somebody that doesn't agree. Hey, Tom. How you doing, Tom? Good morning. I'm good. How are y'all this morning? Good morning. I'm tired of people trying to. When you break the law, you pay the price. And quit saying the police. The policemen are not. Look, look, for you and Tom both, he didn't pay any price. He's coaching the team all week, and he's got a. 
something in his ear, and he's telling the guy that's coaching the team exactly what to do. It's like these people that are getting all of these policemen because they're trying to arrest them for breaking the law, and they're trying to run away, and they're trying to handcuff. Just don't run away, and the guy won't have to do anything to you. You broke the law. Just yeah, pay just, the price. Just, just obey authority, and that's the end of it. I mean, you'll, it'll work out better. Yeah, no doubt. Sorry, right. sorry, and, Tom. Uh, I'm on a rant about that oh, this no, morning. No. And I'm glad to hear you won again last night. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Did good. The kids did good. So that's we, great. That's great. Uh, I'm glad. I hope I get to see your team play. I enjoyed uh, watching you and the uh, kids from PA last year. I, I told you that before, and I really mean it. I appreciate uh, that. I really, I enjoyed watching, you know, uh, kids like that just give it all they got. And I love that about that team. Yeah, thank you. Good kids. What you got this morning, buddy? Uh, This morning I wanted to talk basketball, if y'all don't mind. And I had questions come to my mind. And uh, yesterday I couldn't wait to see the game last night because of some comments Coach had made. He had said he was a little concerned about Alabama's team uh, and the ability to rebound. And I I said, I told Jim Dunaway Friday night, I said, you know, the only thing about this thing, it's all good that you can shoot and all like that. But I said, I'm worried about our uh, ability in the middle. You know what I'm saying? That's a John Q fan. Don't know any better way to put it. But I said, I just don't think we're going to be good in the middle. I don't think we're going to be able to defend anybody. But. Last night, we had a, a raised effort by Pringle and uh, the young man from West Virginia. But I wanted to ask y'all this. Uh, Coach, I heard Coach Oates say last night, block out, block out, you know, and he was trying to get them to get in position, get a rebound. They never did. And, uh, and that is something that's worrying me. If you're going to be a championship-type basketball team, you have got to be able to rebound. And, uh, but I, I thought maybe he should do this. And here's the question. Everybody's got to be aware of where you are down in the low post and who is down there with you. Block out. If Mark Sears comes in there and gets the rebound, so what? You got the rebound. Uh, that's, I think that should be the strategy for this thing. Help me out. Well, um, I didn't see the game last night, obviously, because we. I, I don't worry about this team rebounding. I don't. I don't. I don't think this team has a weakness. What? Uh, to be quite honest with you, this team is long. Uh, last night they blocked six shots. Now I understand they're playing South Alabama, so I'm just looking at the stats. But Stevenson and Nelson and even Pringle, those guys are. There's nowhere to go on the court. These guys are so long. They got a fabulous backcourt with uh, Estrada and Sears. Uh, inside, those guys are so versatile and long. I, I don't. I, I think this team could win the SEC. Uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, I don't know, Dad. What's your thoughts? I don't think they could win the SEC um, because I think the other teams are better right now. What I've seen, uh, I think the rebounding. There, there are two kinds of rebounders. There's guys that block out and do a good job. And there are guys like Reginald King, the people that I had that go after the, to get the cotton pick and block out and go get the ball. Uh, I mean, they hustle and go get the ball. Now, Sears and them will get some long rebounds because the ball will pop out of there and come off somebody's hands. And they'll get it and be gone with it, and they'll count it as a rebound. I think the Alabama team, when they get into the league, 
uh, is not as good rebounding team as you think they are. Hey, I could be dead wrong. I've only seen one game, and, and it was against nobody. So uh, I may be dead wrong. I, I, don't I disagree with nobody. Indiana State absolutely destroyed somebody. I think they were a really Indiana good. State. Indiana State could could not play the way they played against that. You can't do what they, they did. Nobody last oh night. Oh my goodness! Indiana so State is so good. They got the worst whistle you've ever seen in oh, your I entire life. Oh, I saw the game. They got the, oh, they the got one of the guys there that calls the big games. Calls the big games is a homer because he's afraid you get. Oh uh, yeah. Get. Go ahead. Anyway, I Indiana State is really good, uh, and Alabama can just score. Uh, you know, sometimes you just like Duke, uh, Tom. Back when Shashevsky was there, they just go to a number you can't get to. Uh, well, so. I wondered about that because I kept hearing you in the back of my mind saying that when I was watching the game, <laughs> yeah. and it was the third game. Let's face it, it was the third game in a row of, of breaking a hundred, and. Uh, but I, I just say, I, I say, well, maybe, you know, this is what Barry is talking about. We're just going to go out there and you can stay with us. Good luck to you. Yeah. Can you score 100 points with us? Come on. Let's go. You get 80, great. We got 102. Uh, so. Well, I wondered about that rebounding because of what Coach said yesterday. And I watched the game with a lot of concern. But, Coach, uh, am I right when I say if you cannot rebound, you're going to be in trouble? Well, you've got to get on the offensive on the offensive boards. Here's what happens: there, you get second and third shots by rebounding on the offensive glass. That's big. You get a, you get an easy second shot or easy third shot or a putback, and those putbacks add, add up for you. When you go to the defensive end, the more you can limit them to one shot under pressure, and that's what you tell your kids. I want to, we want to try to block them out and give them one shot under pressure and pressure the ball and then go for, and then we're going to run with it and that's what you try to do on both ends of the court. So uh, I, I don't think they're as good a rebounding team when they get to the big play, people as, as, as Barry does. Hey, that's what I think. Barry thinks opposite. No, yeah, I know. It makes it interesting the conversation. I'll say that and. Uh... It gives me something to try to watch and learn from about basketball. But anyway, I thought I I, I wanted to see what y'all. Well, the one the one thing the one thing that will uh, hopefully will be there, and this is a kid you didn't like uh, as a guard. The lob pass to the big guys inside off the dribble off the dribble was great last year. I had that with Terry Connor and Derek McKee. and that is a right. that is that is a layup, and Derek, Terry Connor could do it without me coaching him. He would just flip that right, and and they had that last year. I don't know if they have that this year. They'll have they it to some last extent. Night. They ran a pick and roll. It wasn't a pick and roll. It yeah. was uh, well, it was Grant Nelson. Uh, yeah, uh, was Grant Nelson was a very fine player. What you, yeah, what you do, Tom, is you get by. You get by your defender on the dribble, and as you get by on your defender on the dribble, you just throw it up in the air to that six ten guy from. Well, they North did that Carolina. three times last night. It was yeah. a perfect pass from yeah. Nelson to Pringle. I didn't see the game, but I'm sure. Wide open. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess a top, ten, top ten team, in my opinion. Well, uh, I don't want to argue that, but I don't think they're going to win the SEC. Like, I didn't say they were going. I said they were good enough to. I don't know I if they will. I don't know if they will, but they're good enough to. And, you, and so if you're good enough to win the SEC, then you 
Pretty good team. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. It's starting to get a little cooler, so get all your winter stuff out. Get it cleaned up. These guys will take great care of you for all your cleaning needs in the Tuscaloosa, Northport area. 205-391-0034. Let's Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center on a rainy Wednesday morning, they've cleared the wreck on 15th Street at Veterans. We still have the wreck on US 11 near Covered Bridge Road and the one on Don Rabin's Boulevard near Bros Drive. Drive carefully, and if you see conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. Concern for school safety has led the Tuscaloosa City System to conduct random weapons detection using metal detectors, x-ray machines, and bag scanners. System Safety Officer A.B. Green tells news partner ABC 3340, so far in this school year, there have been no major issues. School officials say the process is for everyone's protection. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Good morning, and it is a soggy start to our Wednesday morning as we're dealing with a slow-moving area of low pressure. The rain should ease a little bit as we're heading throughout the afternoon, becoming a bit more sporadic, and still a shot at rain for tonight that will be out of here by early Thursday. Another chance for showers, though, arriving on Friday. Rather breezy today with our easterly wind, the high only into the upper 50s, and the overnight low at 50. Thursday's high, 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore. On Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play. And take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer close to you. You want to be on the fence, the deck, the perk. The only one choice if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Pat. Good morning, guys. Sounds like neither one of y'all got to see the game, but I watched it from start to finish at the stadium. And uh, anybody that left early, yeah, it was a blowout. Anybody that left early, even, even all of the backups, guys, Played very hard and very well. And they played 13 men, man. Sir? They played 13 people. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. And uh, like I said, uh, it was uh, getting, those, getting those guys to uh, walk home because they, they all help you to win because they help you to practice. And that uh, all of that was phenomenal. Uh, but uh, Grant, was shot was a little off last night, but he found other ways to help him win his uh, block shots. He even blocked some shots on three point shooters, y'all. And that uh, the athleticism on one of them was that he wasn't he wasn't within twenty feet of that guy and blocked the shot. I mean, it was just for uh, well, I can't say enough about what Grant Nelson did to help them win the game. Whenever he wasn't making shots, and uh, I mean, uh, the passing under the basket, 
the way they played under the basket, whether you want to call it a pick and roll or whatever you want to call it, was absolutely phenomenal by him and Pringle and oh the oh the other guy. Uh, I call him Wagyu. That's not how you pronounce his name. That's how but, I say it. So you know, I yeah, can. But that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to just call him Beef because hey, he was phenomenal. And, uh, his play was very good, and uh. That uh, this team is very deep, Coach. That's the difference in this team and last year's team. And now, uh, you know, there's some other teams in the SEC that are good. And when they get to SEC play, we're going to find out probably pretty quick. But uh, I'm with I'm with Barry. I said they have potential to be very good. I hope I'm not buying into this group like I did when Erwin Dudley was here. And I bought in. I even bought uh, – uh, uh, tickets where I could eat up in the club room. I was so into it. I hope I'm not getting there, but I'm getting very excited about this team, guys. Yeah. And uh, what do y'all think? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they, uh, they're excited in the watch. They play fast. They score a lot of points, which people like to see. And uh, you got really good guards uh, with, obviously, with Sears and with Estrada was a great addition there. Um, you know, I think this kid they got from uh, North Carolina. Uh, it really should be a high school senior. He reclassified. He'll be a top 15 pick when it's all said and done. So, And Grant Nelson will probably be a first-round pick as well. So you got some pros out there to watch and a deep, deep team that uh, plays fast. So it's an enjoyable style to watch. So I think the crowds will grow. How was the crowd last night, Pat? Very poor. Very poor. I was I was very disappointed in the crowd last night for a Tuesday night. I was I was disappointed in the student section. I really think we should move the student section behind at least one of the baskets and give them those old blow up fingers. Good lord, that uh, I mean, uh, you know, they, yeah, that, that that shouldn't affect a good player. But man, it messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, hey, Pat. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank All right. you, man. Bye bye. All right, there's Pat. It was there. Sometimes Tuesday night, high school night. Uh, it's not a great night for college basketball uh, if you want a great crowd. All right, back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning. John. How are you? I'm, um, I'm good. I'm doing good. I had to work last night and, and missed the game too. I'm sorry, I missed it. But anyway, on on to the football. Okay. Um, here's here's where the here's where the conundrum comes in. So we've got some. Some opportunities. Um, FSU plays North Alabama and Florida, and then it looks like they're going to be playing Louisville in their championship game. All right. Mm-hmm. Washington plays Oregon State at Oregon State this weekend, and then Washington State to finish out. Oregon plays at Arizona State, and then Oregon State to finish out. All right. So their championship game. It could be a Washington-Oregon rematch or Oregon State and Arizona could come into play. All right? Texas. Texas plays at Iowa State, and then they play at home versus Texas Tech. And that championship game looks like it would be versus Oklahoma or Kansas State. So there's some opportunities there. Michigan, of course, and Ohio State, that's going to be a mess because they play each other. And then it looks like their championship game would involve Iowa. So there's opportunities there. Uh, FSU has a really good road, I think. Um, 
you know, Georgia is going to be challenged a little bit by Tennessee, possibly, but not much. And then Alabama will be their greatest challenge. Uh, yeah, I uh, that's probably right. And Georgia's going to not that Alabama players are saying this, but when Georgia plays Alabama, they're going to be using this. That Alabama keeps talking about all the scenarios that they're going to get in, and they're not really concentrating on beating Georgia. They're going to use that to get to get ready for the game. Uh, and I know Nick Saban hasn't said a word. Do you think Alabama beats Georgia? They don't beat Georgia. None of this stuff matters, Philip. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I don't have to think right now, just right now, at this particular point in time, that Georgia is player to player better than Alabama. Dad, Alabama, can Alabama, I mean, I know they can beat Georgia. You think Alabama beats Georgia over in Mercedes Benz Stadium? Um, no, I don't. Why? I think Georgia is, is so, to, you know, I think with a big guy back, and I think they're, they're, you know, I think they do a good job offensively and defense. I don't know that. I mean, I shouldn't say it. No, I don't. I, I think it'll be a very tough game. I'm interested in talking with Mike Griffith here in just a minute about the Georgia-Tennessee game. Uh, I just think it, being there in Atlanta, and uh, I think they're as good or better than Alabama a little bit. I think if they don't turn it over, I think Georgia wins. Yeah. And I don't. I just. I know people are mad at me. If those other teams are undefeated, Philip, what is in every tiebreaker? If there's a, in every situation, what is the first tiebreaker in in most situations? Philip, head to head competition. That's right. It's head to head. If everything's the same, it's head to head. So if you line them up with Texas with a head to head, and I know all been people they're looking at. Well, we beat them this time. We be. Is all, can't do that. You can't do that. You don't know if you beat them this time. You played them the first no. tiebreakers head-to-head. Well, we've gone head-to-head with Texas above Alabama. We've gone head-to-head with Washington above Oregon. We've already done that. We still went to what we did last night. Uh, Washington went ahead of Oregon. They beat them. I don't think they should have. Oregon, I thought, made a mistake, but uh, whatever. Well, uh, about the only thing you can say, I mean, I think that's correct there. I agree with you. But I do think that it is correct to sort of see where teams are now. And I'm just a Joe 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 fan from East well, Alabama. I just think it's unfortunate and, for Alabama that, that, that is Texas that, that beat you that's sitting there with the one loss. You, you, think, you, think, uh, you think Alabama beats Georgia? Uh, Coach, I would, I would have to favor Georgia at this time, as much as that pains me to say. I don't know that Georgia will beat them. I should have yeah. used the word favor, too. I, I would favor yeah, Georgia. I think the line's three uh, right now. Georgia's favored by three. So, and you know what? That surprises me. That's tight. I, I, I thought it would be a little bit higher than that. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot to uh, – I guess the point of my phone call is this. It could be really getting really interesting here in the next few yeah, days. There's still a lot to be done. Yeah, you need to pull for Oregon State this weekend. Just pull for Oregon State, and that'll help. Oh, yeah. You better, you better pull for Iowa State. Yeah, well, them too. But Oregon State – yeah, them too. Thank you, Phil. Hey, y'all have a great day. And you better pull for Tennessee. Two men in a truck at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth boo. As local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Mike Griffith with Dog Nation will join us next. You listen to Tide 100.9 SC Home. 
of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan and Traverse Center, the wrecks keep coming. We got one alert eight southbound. It's on the bridge, backing traffic up into Northport. A wreck 2059 eastbound at McFarland. Another on US 11 at Lower Coaling Road in Coaling. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Towns and Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's with Land Journal Constitution Dog Nation, covers Georgia, also uh, contributes to the SEC Network, used to be the beat writer for Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, among other teams. Uh, so he knows all these programs inside, and now we always enjoy having him on, Mike Griffith. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey Mike, I'm oh, doing great, guys. Morning. Appreciate you being on. I um, uh, I didn't have you on just for this, but I'm gonna start off with this question: Will Georgia beat Tennessee over ten points? I talk about yeah, that. I game. don't know. That, that, that's it's an interesting game, you know, because Georgia's been a slow starter and Tennessee's been a fast starter, and you know, I kind of think that that's um, you know, lends itself to the possibility of a closer game because it is on the road. And Georgia has not played well on the road this year. They yeah. they really only beat Auburn by seven. Yeah, the Auburn was ready to play. It's just this Georgia. What's the good and bad of this Georgia team? Alabama's going to play them. What's the good and bad of this team? Well, I mean, I, I contend there's a lot that can happen in the next two weeks. So I'm having you know a lot of people ask okay. about this game, and I said, well, I'm, there's a lot. To, there's a lot of hay left in the barn. I mean, Bama's still got to go to Auburn, and you yeah. know. <laughs> We know we we know what almost happened there a couple of years ago, and that was a pretty yep. good Alabama team and a pretty bad Auburn team, and they still almost beat them. Should have beat them, really. Um, I, I think the good of of the uh, Georgia team is that uh, they have been resilient. I mean, they've had to come from behind in yeah. six out of their seven right. SEC games. So there's there's something to be said for for that confidence and that characteristic. But then that's also the bad. You know, how how you falling behind six out of seven times? How you giving up four oh, opening drive touchdowns in your last four games? Okay. That, that's going to come back to bite you. you know, you're going to run into a quality team, and you're not going to have that margin for error. Uh, you're going to run into a team like, well, I mean, like Alabama. This, this got a couple of pretty good DBs that can, you know, maybe take away your best receiver and your second-best receiver and, uh, and some linebackers that can tackle and some defensive linemen that can – you know, hold their gaps, and, and now your quarterback's got to make plays, and who's going to make plays more, Milrow or Beck? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think their secondary is really good. I think they're pretty active back there. Um, their defensive front's not as dominant as it's been. So I, I still, you know, Georgia looked like the number one team in the country against Ole Miss, you know, but to me, honestly, that's the first time all year they look like the best team in the country. Well, that's some good thoughts there, Barry. How healthy is, I know we don't know, Brock Bowers. Uh, if he's on the field, uh, then it's a big difference there. Uh, how healthy is this guy after that tightrope surgery? I'm not even sure how long he was out, uh, Mike. Uh, what's your thoughts about him? Well, he came back after 20, 26 days after the surgery okay. and a month after the Vanderbilt game. I mean, he looks pretty good. I mean, he doesn't look, 
as explosive as he was, but I wouldn't expect anybody to, you know, after sure. being out, you know, four weeks. Um, but you know, he's, you know, he's a special guy. I mean, he really is. He's a, he's one of those difference maker kind of guys. And, you know, you've seen him there in Tuscaloosa when they come along, you know who they are. You never forget them. You know, I think of a, I think of a Sean Alexander. I think of a guy like that that could play in any generation and be a starter. And I still think he's the best running back Alabama's ever had. He just didn't have the best team around him like some of these other cats. Um, you know, I think Brock Bowers is the best tight end I've ever seen, ever. Um, you know, he's he's an amazing uh, transformational player. His ability to uh, catch, run, um, run the football, uh, just, you know, block. You know, he, he's probably the best college tight end in history, I'd say. Is it an advantage for Alabama that they're playing Chattanooga this weekend and Georgia's having to go fight Not against really. Tennessee? Because Alabama can, you know, they can start preparing for Georgia this week, in my opinion, so it yeah. gives them a little more time. Is that is that not an advantage? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Not really. I mean, um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, you know, Georgia, I thought it actually hurt. Now, Alabama does play Auburn, but a couple of years ago, Georgia played like College of Charleston and, you know, Georgia Tech. And then they played Alabama and got a wake-up call, right? I, I thought it hurt them, actually, to kind of fall out of that rhythm. Of course, yeah. you know, they played Georgia Tech the final week. They weren't going to, you know, with, you know, as opposed to, like, a team like Auburn, which will, again, I, I, I'll i be at the Auburn-Alabama game. You know, I like to tell the company we do that because we got, we got so many people from Atlanta they are going to be at that Georgia-Georgia Tech game. And I always tell them, I said, look, you know, we already know how that game's coming out. Let me go cover <laughs> Alabama-Auburn because especially the years that, you know, Georgia's going to play – Alabama, um, because that's what everybody wants to know. I mean, those Georgia fans, they're going to have one eye on the TV. They're going to want to know what's going on in Alabama-Auburn. You know, those are two schools uh, that they're very interested in. You know, they, you know, I, some of them still keep up for Auburn, which I think is a, a robbery that's aged out, in my opinion. I don't even I don't understand the dynamics of Auburn. Even when I covered Auburn, I didn't think anything of the Auburn-Georgia robbery. Like, I just didn't get it. I was covering Auburn. I'm like, what the hell? This ain't... This ain't Alabama. Why are people acting like this? Around? It didn't feel like a rivalry to me. And I'm on the Georgia side of Auburn, Georgia, and I still say this doesn't feel like I don't understand it. You know, it must have to do with, you know, some handful of people that have family members or whatever. But to me, Georgia, Tennessee seems a lot nastier and, and a lot more animated uh, than Georgia, Auburn. But I digress. Um, you know, I, I look forward to that Auburn, uh, Alabama game because, you know, we're going to find out a few freezes you know, really, you know, got all the answers. I saw where he said that, you know, basically went in there and said he went in there and told him what to do, like, see how smart I am. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, why didn't you do that he before the Georgia game? Yeah, he, he, he loves to promote himself a lot. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, he, uh, he does a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mel Roll, the best, uh, I, I don't like the word surprise, so I'll see what I can say on this word. Uh, uh, Alabama, since the Texas game, has shown a lot of improvement. The coaches have done a good job with them on the offensive side and defensive side, too. You might comment on that for our Alabama listeners. Well, I'll be honest, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not going to go the glass half full here, but I, I think it just, to me, it accentuates the disappointment of what a bad job they did getting that guy ready early in the year, what a okay. poor job they did getting him ready for a, a game against Texas, and it pisses me off. Because that's a game you're supposed to win at home, and you, it might cost you a playoff spot because your new offensive yeah. coordinator didn't have your quarterback ready to go. Oh, okay. So, 
You know, I, I I look at it the other way around. I don't look. Okay. Oh, well, let's just give him a good. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Let's get. Let's do a good job. You need warm up games at Alabama now to have your quarterback ready to play. Is this guy new? Wasn't he on the team last year? I mean, so no, I, I don't look at it like that. Okay. I, I look at it like I would be upset that they didn't have him ready to play earlier because it's not like you know these guys. Oh well, you know you've got him ready to play. How old is he? 19, 18. This guy just learned how to play football, guys. <laughs> Do we say, I mean, seriously. Well, he hasn't played much on fire. He hasn't played much on fire. I think they were scared to open up the playbook for him because of the mistakes that he makes, and he made them uh, in that game. So uh, I, I, I hear you. And then, well, now, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold yeah. on a second. I've got I to go. I'm not. i got to go back. Yeah. They did open it up. They threw the ball across the field on the opening drive. It was a terrible play call. They gave Texas the first points of the game and the momentum that they needed. If Texas falls behind in that game, I was at that game. I covered that game. If Texas falls behind, that's a different game. But but Bama's play calling was atrocious at the start of that game. It was a terrible play call to put that, that kid throwing the ball across the field. The only way Texas was going to get momentum was to score first. And once they had the momentum... They never look back. If you put that Quinn Ewers guy under pressure, you're not playing like that. That guy played the perfect game that night. I said it before. That guy made some throws that night. He's never going to make again in his life. In fact, if you looked at the metrics, this guy was one of the worst. I think Greg McElroy flushed these numbers out before the game. This guy was one of the worst at throwing the deep ball uh, in the country. But that night against Alabama, it seemed like he couldn't miss. I mean, I'll never forget that rainbow throw. It looked like he hit the clouds with it, and it comes down right into the guy's arms in the end zone. I'm going, give me a break. That, that guy, that's ridiculous. But, no, I mean, I, I look at it now, like, you know, look, this Alabama team has had this talent all year long. And Jalen Milrow has been very – I stood in the press box with David Cutcliffe. We're talking at halftime. And I said to Cutcliffe, I, you know, because I was waiting on Alabama to come back. I said, oh, I think Alabama's going to come back. I said, this Milrow, I'm high on this guy, right? I said, you know, this guy reminds me of T-Mart. I said, what do you think, Cut? You know, because Cutcliffe coached T when they won the 98 national title. I said, it reminds me a lot of T. Man, he's got a strong arm, but, boy, when he runs, you know, you're not getting – he said, "Well, I'm gonna tell you something." He goes, "This is what I'm. This is what I'm seeing." He goes, "This is how it was with T." He goes, "I don't know much about Jalen Milrow." He said, "But with T. Martin, here's what it was: pre-snap read, post-snap read, alarm goes off in your head after two seconds, and you go." And I thought, "Boy, that is really simple: pre-snap read, post-snap read. The kid's got to have an alarm goes off in two seconds. If it's not there, he goes." And listen, when Milrow does that, I don't know if anybody can beat him. But when he's back there holding the ball, thinking like he's Bryce Young or something, it ain't happening, man. It ain't well, happening. Right, well, you hold Mike, the ball. Mike's, at, Mike's, at, Mike's after the fact. He's an after the fact uh, host today. I love Mike. Well, I, I, I get know, him he, He's probably right about this. Boy, all right, so, Mike, with all that being said, and I've been saying this and people are mad at me, there's no scenario in my mind that Auburn, that Alabama jumps Texas if they're both 12-1. and one. If head-to-head is the first indicator there, you beat they beat Alabama here in Bryant-Denny Stadium, will the committee even consider jumping Alabama over Texas? Man, I'll tell you what. It's, you know, the, the, the traditional in me says, no, it shouldn't happen. You lost head-to-head at home. Mm-hmm. Man, have you been watching Texas lately? <laughs> they have not looked good. They barely beat TCU. They, you know, they didn't look good against Houston. I, they didn't look good against Oklahoma, which all of a sudden Oklahoma was Oklahoma got two losses now. 
I mean, so here's the thing. It, 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 it gets back to this. Is it the best or is it the most deserving? Now, in 2017, Bama got in as one of the best. But, guys, they didn't deserve to be in the 27. They lost to Auburn by double digits, didn't even play in their championship game. They didn't deserve to be in. But they won it all, right, 2017. 2018, Georgia deserved to be in. But you know what? Oklahoma had one less loss. And so we got political and we started to be, we, we started going that deserving over the best in 2018. This is a case of best versus deserving. Alabama is absolutely better than Texas right now. There's no doubt in my mind they would beat Texas by two touchdowns on a neutral field. No doubt in my mind. But how do you take it away from Texas if Texas came into Tuscaloosa and won head to head? And I know it was the first or second week of the season. Uh, well, it was September 9th, actually. That date reminds me. I was, like I said, I couldn't believe the way the stadium was buzzing that day. It was an unbelievable home crowd. Home field advantage in Alabama blew it. So there's a part of me that says, you know what, Alabama? You had Texas at home, and you didn't get it done. But the other part of me says, hey, if we're being real, Alabama is definitely one of the four best. They're one of the four best teams in the nation right now. They're ranked number eight because that's where they deserve to be ranked. But these people are kidding themselves if they don't think that Alabama would beat everybody but maybe one or two teams in the country right now, the way they're playing. Alabama Alabama beats Georgia in Atlanta. And they don't get in the final four. No, oh, can you? I just can't. I can't imagine it. I just. But but you know what? What it do you do? Happen. Right? It you've got happen. undefeated Florida State and undefeated Washington and undefeated Big Ten and a one loss Texas. That it would be really really hard. But I, I'm I'm kind of with you, Coach. I, I kind of think you're right. I think they're. They'll stand on that game. They they. Well, you need for you need night. for Georgia to stay number one, Mike. If they stay number one, then your your opportunities to jump up are big bigger. You got thirteen guys. You're not jumping an undefeated team. You're just not. I mean, there's no way they could. So then it comes down to Texas. You got to help Texas loses. Uh, Mike, if you drive 100 miles an hour, you're going to get a speeding ticket if the police pull you over. So that's not the cop's fault that you got the speeding ticket. I'm so sick of people like Desmond Howard saying the NCAA is out to get Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh broke the rules, uh, so he gets what he gets. Uh, comment on that. Is the NCAA, in your opinion, out to get Jim Harbaugh? Or was Jim Harbaugh no. sloppy? Bill, here's the deal, and we understand it because we've seen this happen in the SEC before, okay? We saw it happen with, with Coach Pearl. You know, back in 2000, now he admitted, Bruce was on, you know, the, the worst thing Bruce Pearl did was be honest. Yeah. That's the worst thing he did. Was he knows honest. what he's doing. <laughs> yes, but he was honest, and, and so he got a, what did he get, an eight-game suspension for having a, a bump violate, a, a guy come at his house for 15 minutes that didn't even end up going there? That was, remember when Slive did that? Yeah, but the he lied about band, it. He lied about it. They had a picture of the kid there. He should have well, lied. But, but he yeah, but he came back 30 days. He came back and told the truth, and that was the – but the point is, what the the old joke was, they were so mad about Cam Newton that they suspended Bruce Broke. Remember that? that <laughs> yeah, Newton yeah. got like $600,000 off or something from Mississippi State, but supposedly went to Auburn three, something like that. Awesome. So anyway, but the point is, think about that. Bruce Broke got an eight-game suspension, but think about what it was about. It was about a guy going to his house for 15 minutes that was already committed. Stupid. Jim Harbaugh or Michigan or whatever you believe 
they got a guy over there dressed up like a spy doing electronic <laughs> surveillance. How do we compare that to having a guy already committed at a barbecue? But, yeah. he, but they're they're complaining about a three games because here's the deal: they talk to the other schools in the league, and Commissioner Sankey tells us this all the time that he works for the members, he works for the presidents, and he works for the ads. And if the other member schools say that they believe that Michigan should be punished, then the commissioner has a responsibility to serve the league. And in the league's best interest, you've got to hold somebody accountable. That's as simple as that. It's like if somebody is speeding through your neighborhood at 100 miles an hour, your HOA would have to do something. But we're going to have to do something about this. Yeah. This is not good. Well, everybody speeds. Yeah, but people like Barry said, not everybody goes 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Michigan went way too far. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now listen to me. Every now and then, I will tell everybody who is going to be the next head coach at Alabama. Now I'm fixing to tell them exactly who you want. And you tell our listeners, I know who who you want. You want Dan Lanning from Oregon as the next head coach at Alabama. So you you tell our listeners why. It's the only reason why Dan wouldn't take whatever A&M's going to offer. The only reason why he would be sitting up there saying he's happy is because he's got a pretty good idea he's going to be the next head coach at Alabama. Thank you. Say, I broke that for you. I broke that for you. Go ahead. Well, it's true. And and, and listen, <laughs> this is the guy. This is the guy. This is the, he's already been at Alabama once. He's been through there. This is the guy that's eaten off the floor. He's not, he's not somebody's son. He's not there because he was on somebody else's staff. He was there because he fought and scratched his, scratched his way into these jobs. And then once he was at these jobs, he succeeded, and he he's immediately erected a competitive, tough, hard-nosed culture. And I think he won a lot of people over when he took on Deion Sanders. Yeah. Everybody else was on that Colorado bandwagon and said, no, it ain't like that. We ain't playing this game in the social media. We're playing it on the field. That's right. I think a lot of people said, hallelujah, here yeah, we go. Yeah. And, and you look at the style of football that Dan Lanning's teams play, and you can't help but be impressed. So well, I, I – I let you question. break it instead of me. I let you break it today. Go but, ahead. But is he going to be around still, Coach? Because I think Florida, at some point, somebody's got a lot of money they're sitting on in Florida. And they're going to, all right, what the heck. If A&M can spend $75 million, we can spend 31 or 32 on Napier. But, but you'd have to get a guy like Lanning. To me, he is the only <laughs> slam dunk coach out there that could come into the SEC and take over a program and win. The only He's slam dunk. Play. I knew you were going to say it. That's great stuff. Well, uh, does Lane Kiffin, or who goes to Texas A&M, uh, Mike? Well, doesn't it? I mean, don't we all think it's this Mike Elko guy? Don't we all think they already worked all this out? Well, that's that's bo- why that's you a know. boring hire. Boring. Yeah, very, but very, we're not the ones making flashy. the decisions. <laughs> huh? it, it's, boosters, it's boosters making the decision. It ain't, it ain't us. It's people that knew, oh, well, we knew Mike Elko when he was here, and blah, blah, blah. Right? AD is average. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes these guys go for the safe hire. I get it. I mean, not everybody, you know, it, it, it tell you what it does. I'll tell you what all this does, this talk that we're having this morning. Yeah. It puts into perspective just how great of a gamble Nick Saban was when Coach Merrill made that call. Just it with, for Alabama to make that, at the time, that was a gamble. At the time, we can look back now and say, oh, that's easy. No, 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 that's not what it was at the time. At the time, what Alabama was doing had everybody's head spin. Like, you're going to pay him how much? You're going to do what? He doesn't even want to be there. He's not going to fit in. It was a gamble. It turned out to be the greatest coaching gamble 
in college football history. All right, Mike, if you're Texas A&M, you got millions on top of millions. Do you call Kirby Smart and say, Kirby, you have a blank check? Or is there uh, any is there the any number that you would leave Georgia yeah. for? Write the number yeah. in, and we'll tell you if we could do it. Twenty. No, we'll, pay you you tw- we'll pay you twenty two million to come. Twenty two million a year. Is there a number? Kirby Smart is that, no. Kirby Smart is Alabama's Paul Bear Bryant. Do you guys? And that's exactly right. Do you realize? Do you right. realize that if Kirby beats Tennessee, he will join Gene Stallings and Paul Bear Bryant with twenty eight straight SEC wins? That's the record. But should Kirby should kid. Kirby take the call just to make Georgia pay him another three oh, or four million? No, he he could have he more. Ain't taking no call, I tell you that. <laughs> take the call. He could, he could he could have more money. Kirby's turned down coaching pool money here before. Okay. He's told his AD he didn't want more money for his assistants because he he's not that. I'm telling you, this guy is he's stuck. I mean, he's here. He don't want to go anywhere. Why would he go anywhere? This is his. Okay. This is his school. So he has no number. There, there is no number. How about Dabo? No. Is Dabo is it enough enough? Now that now that, well now Dabo now that's intriguing. But but see, I think Dabo would come to Alabama. I don't think he's going to end him. Really? You think yeah. he's uh, feels unappreciated at Clemson now? Where it may be time. Sometimes you stay too long. Your act gets old. You know, is it time? Well, it's it's not as much about him as it is Clemson. Clemson's not built for this new world. I mean, there ain't a whole lot of ain't a whole lot of nil. You got, I mean, you got a Mercedes plant here in Tuscaloosa. I mean, there ain't a whole lot going on in Clemson, South Carolina, guys. I mean, it, that yeah. that place is not built for nil. It's just not. And and I don't know about his act growing old, but the idea of not taking transfers is it's gotten much harder. I mean, look at Ole Miss had twenty eight transfers in their two D. Twenty eight. That's out of forty four kids. 20 out of 44. It's hard now to do it the old-fashioned way. Um, even Alabama, I mean, goodness, I'm waiting. Is Nick Saban going to send Kirby a thank you note? You got a starting wide receiver and linebacker. It ought to be a Georgia right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you close, as you close, tell our listeners how great you think Dan Lanning is and also why he went for, didn't kick the field goal and went for, and went for it and didn't make it. Terrible. Well, call. first of all, and you terrible. should know this. <laughs> I no, love it's that. not terrible. You're I love getting you started. Go ahead. Going for it on no, you're not going to get me started. <laughs> no, you're not going to get me started. He's going to be the next coach at Alabama. Go ahead. You got to have, listen, you got to go into a game. The same reason Nick Saban was still playing man to man and lost the bowl game when he was at LSU in the, down there in Orlando. Because I remember that because I thought it was a slam dunk. They were going to be something terrible. You look it up. It was terrible. I was like, what is he doing playing press coverage in the fourth? Anyway, because you go into the game with a mentality. And you tell your guys, you know what, guys? We're going to use every down. Same reason Kirby went for the fake field goal or the fake punt against Alabama. They've been working on that play all year. Guys, if we get that look, we're doing it. Those guys wanted to run that play for two years. They finally got the look, and it wasn't a bad call. It was bad execution. Justin Fields froze up. Froze up. The guy was there. You know, we'd be talking about different if Justin makes the throw. Anyway, point is, coaches go in with a mentality. You make a deal with your players. And you got to hold that up. You're all in. That's you as a coach. Listen to me telling you guys this. That's you as a coach still backing your players up, saying, guys, I'm putting my neck on the line out there, too, in this one. Yeah, that was well, a bad, bad we may get We may get you on again. That was a bad call. Where the ball was. When Dan gets, when Dan gets hired, you're going to want me on every week. Yeah, so we're going to want you to go in. And I'm going to tell everybody, said, like I told them today, I want you to name the new head coach, and everybody got Dan's it. Dan's probably is, but Dan made a bad call on that fourth down call. I right? tried to tell him, Barry made a bad call. Yeah, it's bad. Mike, it was a bad, uh, bad execution, Barry. Uh, but next day, you don't even And Milro was not ready to play against. 
against Texas that it was a coach's fault. That's probably true. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. You know, and maybe if you'd hired somebody that older, you know, old enough to shave, you they'd have known how to get him coached up. All right, you got to go to Mike Griffith, thirty-two, to follow this guy. He's the best. Thank you, Mike. Stir him up. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Have a good Great one. job. All right, here's Mike Griffith. Uh, wow, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, he is good. Alabama One. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. Looking for the credit card. Looking for the car loan looking for the mortgage they do it for me they'll do it for you they'll take great great care of you go to the website or swing by one of the local branches here in this area www.alabama1.org this is the todd 100.9 let's see home of alabama sports tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up all the wrecks, and it's been a nasty morning. We got rain, slow down, be careful, make sure you have your lights and wipers on. If you see conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Good morning, and it is a soggy start to our Wednesday morning as we're dealing with a slow-moving area of low pressure. The rain should ease a little bit as we're heading throughout the afternoon, becoming a bit more sporadic, and still a shot at rain for tonight that will be out of here by early Thursday. Another chance for showers, though, arriving on Friday. Breezy today with our easterly wind, the high only into the upper 50s, and the overnight low at 50. Thursday's high 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. We appreciate those guys so much. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I'll take this top of the hour break. Uh, we'll get, go down to Skyland Boulevard, check in with Justin over at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Also, Bill Cameron will join us at 815. We'll find out what's going on down on the plains as they uh, get ready for a uh, the big Iron Bowl after this week. They got New Mexico State already bowl eligible, though. So, a uh, big win by the Auburn Tigers out at Arkansas this past Saturday. Listen to Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Eddie Garcia. In the new college football playoff rankings, we have a new number one. That would be Georgia knocking off Ohio State and dropping the Buckeyes to the number two spot. Michigan and Florida State stay at three and four. Washington's the first team on the outside looking at it five followed by Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. In NBA games of note, the Nuggets knock off the Clippers, 111-108. Denver is 9-2 overall, 7-0 at home, while the Clippers drop to 0-6 on the road. Timberwolves hand the Warriors a loss on the road, 104-101. Minnesota's 8-2 on the season.
season for Golden State. Steph Curry didn't play because of injury, and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green were ejected in the opening couple of minutes of this game after getting into a scuffle. Pacers hand the 76ers their first home loss of the season, 132-126. Indiana with a win. Philadelphia falls to 8-2 on the year. College basketball, number one, Kansas beat number 17, Kentucky, 89-84. Fourth-ranked Marquette down number 23, Illinois, 71-64. Number nine, Duke defeats number 18, Michigan State, 74-65. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out of 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Nobody likes to carry uh, insurance, but you got to have it. So you might as well have somebody that's going to take great care of you. And Andrew is your guy. I made the switch about four years ago. Uh, he's always looks out for my best interest. Uh, he's always checking the rates. Uh, so go to give him a call, 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page. Uh, let's get uh, right to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. We'll get out on Skyland Boulevard and slide down to Tuscaloosa Toyota and bring Justin Troll in. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? We're Justin, uh, Tim Orton, who played for me at Alabama, just yeah. texted me and told me his wife is coming up to get a new Highland, but he thought I ought to get the commission. Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Just send him on. Just let me know when he's coming, and I'll get you to hook the radio up and do all the. <laughs> do I can't. I can't. Work. I can't get the. I can't get the map thing to do. Oh, then no, no yeah. commission. Well, no we'll commission. get. You have to get all that figured out because when you deliver the car, well, call we'll or call me after the show, will you? So, but right. Justin, when yeah. you use the uh, GPS, like, oh, oh, you're real cute, and Barry. you're going to watch your son's team play at Hueytown High School. You don't know School. what happened, Barry. You can't just put in. <laughs> you can't just put in Hueytown. You got to put in the high school part because it just take you some random. Place I did in say Hueytown High School. Yeah, it'll take you. It'll take you downtown Hueytown to yeah, the old pharmacy. I mean, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I can't get the I can't get the light to turn on when I open the door. Yeah, we'll handle we'll handle all that. Okay. We'll handle all that. Yeah. You just you called me after the show. Well, I, I just got through saying you're cotton picking car, and I get no appreciation for well, it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, just, he's already so he's coming to get it. Hey, hey, Grand Barry. Islander. Why? Yeah. You never, huh? Barry. You never. I, I can imagine growing up, he never gave you an inch, did he? No, nah, not an inch. <laughs> tell us about that Highlander, like that guy's coming to get. So tell us about how nice that thing is, Justin. So if you come and if here's the deal. So our regular Highlander is, I mean, it's, it's always been, you know, one of the top vehicles in its class. It's not the top, and Consumer Reports rates that thing very, very high. So what Toyota did on the fly is make an adjustment. So, that you know, a lot of people are looking for a minivan. They may be looking for a big SUV like a Sequoia, Tahoe, Yukon, whatever. This grand Highlander can eliminate the people that don't really want to cross the bridge to a Sienna van and don't want, maybe they don't want to go to a big SUV and get 12 miles to the gallon. They can get the Grand Highlander and get close to 30 miles to the gallon and they get all kind of storage space in the back. Hmm. And then on the third row, they get a lot of, I tell you, you can compare the Tahoe lineup and the room on the third row and compare it to the Grand Highlander. 
it's 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 got just as much, if not more, room and leg room on third row than, than some of those big SUVs. And we are selling those Grand Highlanders like crazy. Like there's so many. Like I think I've sold. They've been out like two months, and I've already sold. I think 19 of those things. So I mean, the the, the biggest thing is the leg room and the cargo space in the Grand Highlander, and you don't have to go all the way and spend twenty more thousand dollars for a big SUV. So those are those are really doing good, and we got them priced right. You getting discounts on them, good finance, and there's a lot of good stuff going on, like the Grand Highlander at Tuscaloosa Toyota right? Look, you got some uh, you got some bosses in the back uh, needing your attention. Listen, I let, let me tell you, I'm I'm off today. I've got my little two year old here, and she she's she's awesome, but she's she lets me know she's around at all times. Yeah, no doubt. What tell us about what you guys got on the lot there? I think you've been telling us you guys have got a lot on the lot. If you want to come in and walk away with a car or SUV or truck today, the lot's uh, kind of full, and that's that's not normal, is it, Justin? Well, it it actually the normal side of it it is the normal, but but you know we went through a stretch there where things were different when people were getting vehicles before they ever arrived and inventory was down a little bit. And I told y'all last week we had 114 on the lot. Now that number's in the 130s, and and I think at the end of the month we'll be somewhere in the 180s or 190s with with 50 coming in. So you know the, the inventory is you know and any time Barry that that you have a ton of vehicles on the lot. That's the that's the more aggressive that it is. So everything on the lot's discounted. We got some super good deals right now, just in time for the holiday season. Maybe you're getting something for somebody for a Christmas present. I don't know what the what it may be, but right now, always at the end of the year and the end of the year closeout, Toyota has started the Toyota Thon. There's no denying the fact that right now is the best time to buy. So. You know, if you're anywhere close, all you got to do is get right there and shop us at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Yeah. That? Well, I don't think, think, think of anything else. I'm, I'm more out selling cars for him, but uh, <laughs> um, this, this my car is really good. I mean, the gas about is just terrific, and I, I've enjoying it a great deal. Uh, Barry, I, Barry I, 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 there are a couple of things I don't understand about it, but that's okay. That's, that's the way life is. Yeah. Hey, so Barry, y'all y'all won last night, right? Yeah, yeah, y'all y'all started out pretty good, right? Yeah, we uh we we've played three games, so we won all three so far. But uh, we got some awesome. danger around the corner if we. So there's good good teams to play here. In the next we got three tough games next week and one tomorrow. We got to go up to Homewood tomorrow. So that'll only make hey that only make you better. No so, doubt. Well, Justin, we appreciate you guys out there, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Get out there. Well, not today, but when you get back in the office tomorrow, sell you some cars, all right? Call me, Justin. Sounds good. Thank I'll talk to you Wimp after the show, and you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. All right, uh, there you go. So uh, phone lines are back open. Now we had some calls holding there, uh, 205-342-9904, if you want to jump back in on the show uh, with us. All right, we'll go ahead. I guess go ahead and take this break. We'll get Bill Cameron in. We'll get the Auburn report from Bill. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee and Mississippi since 1973. That's the great folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. The thing I like, every time they come out, they leave something on the door, and you get a text 
message from them telling them what all they did and they were there for you that day. So give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 and get $60 off your initial pest control service. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Good morning, and it is a soggy start to our Wednesday morning as we're dealing with a slow-moving area of low pressure. The rain should ease a little bit as we're heading throughout the afternoon, becoming a bit more sporadic, and still a shot at rain for tonight that will be out of here by early Thursday. Another chance for showers, though, arriving on Friday. Rather breezy today with our easterly wind, the high only into the upper 50s, and the overnight low at 50. Thursday's high, 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore. On Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. We're going to go right to the Alabama One Hotline. He's ESPN 106.7, the drive down in Auburn, Opelika, every day or Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. I think people are probably happy down there right now. Bill Cameron, good morning, Bill. How are you? Getting happy callers this week? Uh, things are a lot better than they were three weeks ago. You know, a little winning streak will do that. I mean, of course, a lot of it depends on who you're playing. But Auburn's done what they were they were they've done what they were supposed to do, and then last week uh, they they sure didn't look like they should have been three and a half point underdogs going in. But uh, yeah, that was that was the most impressive and the most complete game that Auburn's played, and that uh, demolishing of Arkansas and their. You know, we, we've seen two coaching changes in the SEC. Wondering if, you know, wonder if Arkansas is going to going to hang on to Sam Pippen or not. But yeah, things uh, things have changed a little bit football wise here over the last few weeks. Yep. yep. Um, was it the change in the offense? Uh, Auburn played harder. Uh, they were smarter. Uh, he was, you know, kind of acts like he put his two cents in there. Uh, I think they've set on a quarterback, and that's who they're going to play on a regular basis tell our listeners what you know I, I watched the game and they had three touchdowns for the national anthem um why did that occur yeah it's a combination of things wimp i mean i think definitely the fact that they've settled on one guy uh but they've also decided really to, to run the offense that they practiced at the start of fall i i really think that there was um, they got their heads together, and, and Hugh really thought, well, let's let's try to help the defense because he thought there was some thought that the defense could be pretty good, but they weren't extremely deep, and, and thought the way they could try to help them was slowing things down. But that's not his style. It's really not Philip Montgomery's style. It's not it's not the style that Peyton Thorne's comfortable with either. And you could see Auburn just they they didn't function well in that slow down offense. It took them speeding it up 
to be able to score late to beat Cal, but they kept trying to stick with it. And he, and at his press conference on Monday, Hugh even said, now, I mean, he, he admitted that he wished that he'd gone to this earlier, but he really thought it was something that strategically could, could help save the defense. But he's probably kicking himself a little bit that they didn't go a little more up-tempo because they, they had a chance in a couple of other ball games, a couple of those games that they lost. That doesn't mean they would have won them, but they definitely are, are much more comfortable doing what they're doing right now. I think that combined with the fact that, you know, I, last week I was, uh, you know, we were talking about Arkansas feeling really good about themselves, and I think they did, but it was sort of false hope. Because you look at who they got that win against, Florida's defense is just terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. Last four games, they've given up at least 39 points in four straight games. And I'm wondering uh, I'm wondering how comfortable Billy Napier should feel right now because they're at Missouri this week, and then they host Florida State. There's a real good chance Florida finishes 5-7, and seven, and Billy Napier would be 11-14 and 14 in his first two years. But back to Auburn, yeah, it's a... It's just something that they're they're comfortable, they're confident right now. Uh, what they need to do is make sure they just take care of business and don't look ahead to next week. Uh, Bill, talk a little bit about um, Peyton Thorne. Uh, you know, I guess, and, and I don't know, I don't really like that Hugh Freeze talks about himself so much, that he made this change, he should have done this. I just wish he would spread it more towards his staff and, and team, but uh, I guess that's just his style. Uh, but talk a little bit about Peyton Thorne not looking over his shoulder anymore, how much that's helped him improve. Yeah, and and uh, I understand what you're saying. I mean, Hugh, Hugh will point out when, uh, oh, that was his idea. And uh, there, there are folks that will hmm, wonder, wonder about that. But he also, remember he talked early in the season about uh, how Peyton was handling things, wasn't sure how – uh, how critical he could be of Peyton. If you watched that ball game saw, uh, Saturday, you saw him jump Peyton, but then you saw Peyton come back. So I think the two of them's relationship has, a, of course, they didn't have one because he didn't get here until summer. So I, I think that's really grown to the point where they can now sort of bark at each other and Hugh will say, why didn't you do this? And Peyton will tell him because of this and that. And uh, I think earlier on he felt like, well, uh, you know, coach, coach doesn't trust me because he's going to pull me and put somebody else in. So I think that relationship is, is something that has really helped. And, and Peyton, you know, remember he was elected a team captain by, by his teammates. So there's a reason that he was out there. And he just looks much more comfortable taking charge now. Uh, I watched a, a little video that the, um, the athletic department put up that had some highlights of the game. But one of the things that's cool is it had some things on the sideline and, and in the, uh, you know, in, in the locker room, things like that. And, and you can see Peyton just much more comfortable taking that leadership time. Role. You know, uh, Bill, with everybody looking for coaches now, Auburn's got to be pretty happy they pulled the trigger last year and already got Hugh Freeze uh, there. Things like a perfect fit there. There's just, you know, not a lot of people out there to hire. I don't know where these people go unless Lane Kiffin goes to Texas A&M and who goes to Ole Miss. So I think Auburn maybe was one year ahead. It was probably good that they, they did everything they didn't have Hugh Freeze there and everything a year ahead of these other programs. Yeah, we've talked about that some this week, Barry. I mean, it's this, uh, uh, I don't know that it's ever 
a good time. You don't ever feel like it's a good time when you're having to make a coaching change. But I think you saw from Auburn last year, and then you saw with Texas A&M and Mississippi State that when you know you're going to have to make a move at the end of the year with the transfer portal and the signing period in December, you better go ahead and do it. But, boy, right now with, with, um, with, with A&M and Mississippi State and Boise all making changes over the weekend, if you're thinking, if you think you might need to make a change, you better go ahead and get in there because you're right. I, I don't see an awful lot of, wow, here's the hottest uh, type candidates. I mean, there was, there was that, uh, I guess, false social media stuff that was added to Jamie Chadwell's post the uh, the other day that made it look like he's in Starkville. He'd be a great, he'd be a great, I think, addition. I just don't know if Jamie Chadwell, in his first year at Liberty, making four million dollars, is ready to jump to Mississippi State. So I really don't know who their top candidate is. And there's a lot of rumblings. You know, Mike Elko's the first name that a lot of people talk about at at A and M. There's been some uh, could could uh, could Coach Stallings uh, sweet talk Dabo into coming. I mean, I, I just don't know. But you're right. I agree with you that it doesn't seem like there are a lot of guys who are underpaid and over um uh, you know you know that that are that are coaching above what people had thought and are being underpaid that, that just jump out at you right now yeah yeah uh the auburn loss is going to cost uh, arkansas his job would would i think i, I hope not cuz i don't like to see people lose their jobs regardless right. of what people say um, and everybody loves Sam Pittman too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I I'm a little surprised though that Wimp, if if they're going to do it, what are they? You know, why do they need to wait a couple of more weeks? Well, I wanted to ask you. Um, I, I, I I like Gus Malzahn. So I don't think Gus Malzahn's a great organizer in recruiting. Uh, so the rumor is that he would come back to Arkansas. Is that a rumor that you get? I've heard that. I just wonder is is would Gus be better off at Arkansas in this SEC or at uh, UCF? I mean, I know it's been a little bit of a struggle for him in the Big Twelve this year, but I think he may have. I, I think he may have a better shot of making you know making a twelve team playoff at UCF than he than he would at Arkansas. Yeah, you're probably right. He's probably got a better job uh, as far as winning. Um, did did Auburn beating Arkansas? So I was thinking about coming down there. I didn't think tickets would be that hard to get. That's turned into a tough ticket now, hadn't it, Bill? Uh, with what, Auburn's this, current success, the this Iron, weekend? The, no, the Iron Bowl. The Iron oh, Bowl. Oh golly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say no. This weekend you can still no, buy the no, tickets. No, 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 the, no, the the Iron Bowl cheapest ones that I've seen anywhere. I think are around four hundred dollars, and those for uh, um, not the best seats in the house. So uh, yeah, it's. It's been a pretty tough ticket all along, but but yes, that made it much tougher because, you know, if Auburn Auburn can just get out, take care of business, and be healthy, then uh, um, th- that could be a heck of a matchup uh, with, with a, that seven and four seven and four Auburn team. It really doesn't have anything to lose in a couple of weeks. How does Auburn match up against Alabama, in your opinion? Uh, it's I mean it's. <laughs> It's it's not a great matchup. It never. I mean, when you look at when you look at all the talent that Alabama has, it's not a great matchup. But uh, it's not. I don't know that it is the the worst matchup that they've had all year. Auburn Auburn probably uh, wouldn't be as comfortable with a team that is really tempo tempo tempo. Um, and now um, 
Jalen is more than a handful, and that's something that I think everybody. I still can't believe that. That uh, still can't believe him. Two weeks ago, Brian Kelly didn't want to put a spy on him, but Auburn's going to have to do something there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's at least as good a matchup as it was a couple of years ago at Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in two nights, Auburn plays Notre Dame in basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, where is that game? I forgot. It's at the Barclays Center up in Brooklyn. Okay. They've got uh, they've got Notre Dame, and then depending on uh, and the, the the other matchup is uh, Oklahoma State and St. Bonaventure. So they'll play one of those two teams on Friday. Uh, Arkansas's, I mean uh, Auburn's pick six. Picking doesn't mean anything out about no. the fifth. Uh, how is Arkansas? Uh, how is Auburn? Excuse me. Keep getting. Early on, I mean, it's it's uh, interesting. I don't I don't think they've shot it nearly as well as they're going to. They're still um, still working on a lot of different combinations, but we've seen uh, flashes from all the newcomers. Aiden Holloway has probably been the one that's uh, stood out the most. The the freshman point guard, he he still got he he's still at times um, a little over aggressive defensively and offensively. Just sort of real, need to reel him in just a little bit. But I uh, like what we've seen out of Denver Jones. Really um, hasn't shot it very much, but, boy, he's got a nice stroke. Chaney Johnson had 11 rebounds the other night, and, and he's really going to help He's really gonna help Auburn on the boards. And that's, that's the guy that people just didn't know what to expect from him because he's coming from UAH, and he's a guy that was 6'2 coming out of high school, and he's every bit of 6'7 and about 230 now. He is uh, – he and Bruce had said this in the preseason, and I don't know that I disagree. He may be the best athlete on the team, and they've got some pretty good athletes. And then their other newcomer, Chad Baker-Mazzara, is he's sort of like a six-seven version of uh, of a Katie Johnson in that, I mean, he's going to create havoc when he comes in. He's got really long arms, uh, creates a, a, a lot of turnover. I mean, forces a lot of turnovers. He's got the ability to reach somehow reach around people because it's like his arms are longer than they you would think they would be uh and, and he's a guy that that really uh gets up and down the court as a high flyer um speaking of kd i think he's probably been the uh, the most pleasant surprise he's really off to a good start the new rule about the block charge man that helps kd johnson because you know he loves to take the ball to the hoop and go in amongst the the giants and and up and under and things like that and and uh you you're just seeing more and more players having to sort of get out of the way because they know they're going to be called they're not going to be able to step in and draw that charge anymore uh you know we're talking with Bill Cameron ESPN 106.7 down in Auburn open like it Auburn uh, with that win and going back to football now uh they'll get a win this weekend that gives them at least 7 uh, if they knock off Alabama, that might really uh, bump up their bowl. What, what kind of bowl are we looking at here, uh, Bill, for for this team? Uh, what what right now? Most of the uh, the thoughts are Nashville, Memphis, maybe the uh, the maybe Charlotte or the Texas Bowl, something like that. Um, you know, possibly Gator. But I mean, you look and they've got. I guess I guess there's six teams with better records better overall records in the SEC than Auburn. Uh, if, if they were to get to eight, then they're probably playing uh, in Florida, probably playing in, uh, in Orlando or, or, or Tampa. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and, and it's funny. I mean, a couple of year, few years ago, that would have been a oh, ho-hum. We're, we're tired of that again. But you go a couple of years without, without being in a bowl and have an opportunity maybe to get someplace that, uh, that is fun to visit for a few days. And, 
and um, you know the, the the folks will be excited since since it's uh, it's been a bummer the last couple of years. Let me ask you this: um, last year, Lane Kiffin seemed like the guy at Auburn. Uh, I think his daughters they were fight they were fighting back. They did not want to move, mm-hmm. so he ended up getting a raise there and not going. I, was he? If he would, did he have the first opportunity to t- to take the job? If he wanted it, would it have been his job instead of Hugh Freeze's? That's something I, I wish I knew the answer to that. It sure felt like it a year ago. Um, I do. So, I know the answer. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, well, uh, I think I do, but I don't know the, the answer, answer. But I the answer the answer to that question is no. Huh, okay. Really? Well, uh, I, I do feel I do feel that John Cohen um, John, John Cohen felt pretty uh, pretty satisfied with with his choice, but I, I didn't I know if that meant that, that is, he was one one A or one B. Now, if Texas A&M comes calling, is he going to tell his daughters, "All right, now stop"? Now, the, the, we, I didn't go last year, but uh, this is a gold mine here. They got more money. Uh, I can really recruit with this NIL deal. Do you see Lane Kiffin, if if Texas A&M will pull the trigger, going to A&M? Uh, it's, it's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say no to that one. I mean, as much as Lane has talked about NIL and if they had the money and if they had the five stars and things like that because they got the money and uh, they, they can they can you know spend it on the players out there. So I guess it all depends on what Lane thinks it else is going to open up in the next year or two. Well, Lane's not a great recruiter. No. No, but he can go out there and... Ben, uh, ben, and, ben Franklin's a yeah, great recruiter. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. So well, Ben Franklin's a good, great recruiter, but you got to be darn sure that you get the right people. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, he's taking uh, portal guys now and going to yep. win ten games with. Yeah, he does it more with the portal than yeah. I mean that that's that's the thing. He's not he's not the kind of guy I don't he's think that wants to go with out the portal. Yeah. Oh, he's done a great job with the portal. Yeah. He's done a great job with the portal. I don't know. I just wonder if that's. I do think I do I do think that Ross wants a splash higher. Yeah. There at uh, Texas A and M. So, I mean, you know the 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 other name that everybody wonders about, and, and Dan Lanning's already already answered this. Uh, that that could that could really be interesting. How much how how much money could Dan Lanning make just sitting there and let people talking about him going to other places like like A and M? Dad thinks he's coming to Alabama when Saban leaves. Uh, Dan Lanning's got to be at the top of just about everybody's list. I mean, anybody who wants to contend. I mean, you talk about a young guy who has a proven track record, and I mean, he is a he's an outstanding recruiter. Uh, an outstanding young coach. Yeah, he better be at the top of everybody's list. Yeah, no doubt. Got anything else for Bill before nope, we let him go? No, I don't have a thing. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate Bill, it. Bill, excellent stuff. Tell everybody about uh, your show down there and uh, how they can get you. Yep, it's The Drive every day on ESPN 106.7. You can check us online at ESPNAU.com or go to RadioAlabama.net and look for ESPN 106.7. Four to six every day. We welcome all callers. If you don't, uh, you know, if you uh, uh, don't catch us live, you can uh, check out the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, all Bill. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right. Uh, we'll take the break here. I want people to call us and do they blame Nick Saban and – Coaching staff for not having Milrow ready. Of course beat, not. To beat Texas. Everybody, says, around, everybody around Milrow, the offensive line wasn't ready. 
backs for it. Come on. The White House weren't as good. Come on. They oh, knew that game was going to be a tough game there, and they're, oh, they're sure. sitting there playing around. Okay, uh, you, and Mike, you and Mike go that direction. No, I'm saying that people believe that. I mean, I think they've done a tremendous job. But were they Mike, ready? Stirs, Mike likes to stir it up. That's but what were they had ready for that game? Were they ready? No, I think the game was too early. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, you're never, you're never in doubt when you go with Prince Glover and Hayes. If you've got a problem with an injury, then something that you don't know how to handle. Uh, you, If you know how to handle it, you won't go to them. But there's so many times that you have an injury come up and it shouldn't have happened. And you're absolutely lost to who to go see. Three four five one two three four. Easy number to remember. Two zero five area code is the number for Prince Glover and Hayes, and they do a terrific job. The only thing that you do when you try to decide on somebody is look at their look at their percentage of success. And I think that you're going to look at their success and find that it's big, good, really smart guys that know what they're doing. So if you have a problem, hopefully you don't. But if you do, we have problems this day and time that uh, have come up that never come up before. That's what happens. You know, you say that every 10 years. This is a different world, and you're saying it now. So 345-1234, Prince Clever Day. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, not one dime, no out of the pocket. If they don't win, you don't pay. All right, uh, we'll go put the phone lines, 205-342-9904. I wish somebody would call me. Uh, do you blame the staff not having Neil Rhodes saying, you're our guy. You got the most experience. We got to beat Texas with you. Did he play looking over his shoulder or, or were the other people not ready as well? You're just a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up all the wrecks, and it's been a nasty morning. We got rain, slow down, be careful, make sure you have your lights and wipers on. If you see conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Towns of Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Here. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota, go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We talked to Justin uh, and... Beginning of the hour, uh, they got uh, a lot of great vehicles out there. So swing by Skyland Boulevard, but you go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service right there at the website. All right, uh, peering ahead to the games this weekend. If you're uh, looking for teams ahead of Alabama uh, and what you need some, somebody to lose, you need to kind of break up this log jam. Uh, then Michigan is at home. Jim Harbaugh is going to speak on Friday. I don't know what, I mean, what is he going to say? Uh, he's going to give you a bunch of lawyer talk and tell you nothing. Uh, they take on Maryland. It is on 19. the road. Uh, the line is 19. Uh, Michigan's defense is solid, but 19, that seems like kind of a big number there. Do you give Maryland any shot to knock off? Well, I've been looking at it for a blue plate. And I hadn't decided yet. I like I like the nineteen. I think uh, I think uh, Mississippi, uh, Michigan keeps the ball a lot in their drives because they're a running game. 
the only problem is with that is that uh, Maryland's going to throw it some and score some on the throws. Um, no, being the line, I don't know. But I'm just, you know, I got to pick it tomorrow. Being the line, I'm not sure what I want to do. But uh, no, they're not. They're not going to beat Maryland. Um, they're going to beat Maryland. No doubt. Well, obviously, Georgia uh, travels to Tennessee. Uh, the line is ten. Yeah, um, it's another you know, one. I- <laughs> you know that uh, crowd will be uh, electric up there if they give them a reason to be. Uh, they need to. Tennessee needs to get off to a good start to to keep the crowd in the game. They can't just let like Kentucky. I mean, Alabama just pounced on them. Why are you was, saying you think Alabama people want Tennessee to win? Uh, just to knock Georgia out of there. But that's see, probably, I don't think I don't uh, think you, so. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I think they need, I think they need for Georgia to win in order to beat the number yeah, one team in the I nation. Think you're right. I think I was wrong about that. So um, the line is ten, but don't you think Tennessee's got to get off to a good start to give that crowd reason to to believe, uh, and then then yeah. pressure can kind of kick in a little bit there. Yeah. Do you see any any scenario there where Tennessee could pull the upset? Well, I, I think they could. They're better defensively. Uh, they're a little bit up and down for some reason, but. Uh, you know the the the, the losing to to uh, uh, Missouri took a little bit of the edge off, not completely, but a little bit. And I think Georgia wins in a close one. Whether it be ten or not, I don't know. But I think Georgia wins in a close one. Uh, Ohio State's at home. They take on Row the Boat, Minnesota. Uh, the line's twenty-seven and a half. Nothing will happen there. Oregon. Travels to Arizona State. Arizona State's three and seven, two and five in the Pac-12. Lines twenty-three and a half. I don't see anything happening there. North Alabama travels to Tallahassee. Yeah, nothing will happen there. Here's the game. Here's where I think it's going. Something's going to happen. Washington goes to Oregon State. Oregon State is mad as a hornet. Uh, they were left out. Uh, they are ranked uh, number eleven. Uh, I think Oregon State, the line is minus two and a half. Uh, so Oregon State is actually favored in this game against Washington. And that would be a big help if you get Washington a loss. Maybe that would give the committee a reason to jump on I didn't realize that. I'm my old blue play tech because I have a lot of faith in Washington. Really? Yep. Yeah. Did that line change? I don't know. I, I I thought I didn't look at it that close. The other line I looked at, I don't mind. Talk, we're going to do it tomorrow, so I might as well talk about it. The other line I looked at it went up. I I kind of like, I kind of liked, I liked uh, uh, Clemson. Uh, it was six and a half. It's jumped to seven. And um, you know, uh, what's his name? The quarterback coach there from Alabama. They'll throw it. They'll, they'll know what they're doing throwing it. So I, I just can't – but the, the factor there is that Clemson's at home and they're good at home and they're fired up and they're playing better after playing poorly. It's a seven-point game. Uh, I guess it goes higher tomorrow. Um, this, I don't know. Uh, yeah, here's the one you really need. You like that game, Barry? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, but I didn't know Oregon State would be favored. I don't know if that line flipped or not. Um Texas. Now you say, ah, they're going to Iowa State. Iowa State is windy, cold, uh, not great conditions. It's going to be at night. Uh, there, Texas hasn't played great. Uh, Texas is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, 
I don't know. You give Iowa State a chance to knock yeah. off the Longhorns? Yeah, I do. I give them a chance. Iowa State's good. And, yeah. they're, you know, they're ready to play. And they're, they're, you talk about excited, you know, for their for their deal. They're, you know, it's it's cold as crap there. You're right. And the wind blows 100 miles an hour. Well, they just beat, up, beat BYU uh, 45-13. They did lose to Kansas. But they have won four out of five, uh, they have. They beat TCU, Cincinnati, um Baylor, and they lost to Kansas by seven, and they beat BYU, so we'll see. All right, let's get to the Alabama One hotline and get Tom back into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. <clears throat> Again, uh, Barry, Coach. Uh, Barry, you loved it when uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? Griffith. Mike yeah, Griffith. Mike Griffith. You loved it when he was talking about Alabama wasn't ready. I, I could hear it in your voice. You got so excited and uh, and, and loved that. And then uh, and then when he said he didn't think anybody could jump over Texas like Alabama, you loved that. I mean, what's going on around here? Mike Griffin loves to stir it up, but he also believes that. I mean, he believes it, and but, I believe but, it. Oh, but I, I, you know what? I, I've already said a bunch of times already. <laughs> I like to call in and argue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to present to Barry. The game was too early. Tom. Yeah, that's, I agree. Right, that's bad. Exactly that's right. bad schedule. Well, if you lose late, then you get knocked out. So I think early is good. It gives you. Oh, baloney! You're gonna but win if you, if you, know, you if you play late. You're gonna win. No, but if you lose late, then you can't get back. You lose early. You got time to make it up. Can you believe Barry would dare argue with you about? Something like a schedule. Y'all are wrong hey, about that. If you're going to lose, you need to lose early. You need to lose early. About schedule. You know what? There's nobody more Tom, qualified. What he's saying is, is they would have played them later. They'd have beat them. But my, That's what true. I'm saying is, if you're going to lose, you're better off losing in week two than week ten or eleven. Well, I won't argue that. I won't argue are that. We? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. I, I mean. They- so far, right now, it doesn't look like it. But uh, the, yeah. it Tom, let me like ask you this: long. In every conference that you know, in what is the first determination of who's a higher head seed? Head to head, Tom's going to say head to head. Head to head, right? Uh, are you going to make me say that again? <laughs> head to head, right? Do I have to? Well, that, I just Look. want you to answer the question: is head to head, right? <laughs> It is. Okay. It is. You're right. right about that. All okay, right. but then I rest my case. I've been thinking about this. Here's how I want to counter your argument. Okay, if Texas goes to Iowa State and loses, they're done. If Washington loses to Oregon State, are you going to come on the air Monday morning and say God is a Bama fan? I'm going to say Bama. If beats Georgia, they're in. If that happens. But that, but that well, hasn't happened. They're yeah. in. If that happens, they're in. I, I, I was, I was kind of joking, but I do believe God is a balance fan. I really believe. Oh, I know that. you and do. I, I know you do. I mean, he's just proven it over the years. But uh, here's what I want to say. Do you think it's a question for both of us? Do you think when by moving Georgia to number one, with Ohio State, and Michigan going to play? And then you got Bama and Texas back there looming. Do you think the committee is saying, okay, Bama, here's your path. You've got to beat Auburn. You've got to beat Georgia. And then we're going to take a look. We're going to have a – if Texas still 
12 and 1 and you're 12 and 1, we're going to have a beauty pageant. We're going to have a beauty pageant. And whoever's the prettiest is going to get to the playoffs between the two of them. Let me ask you this, Tom. That, let's say uh, Michigan, Michigan loses to Ohio State in an overtime. Should Alabama jump Michigan? Well, yeah. You know, they're looking for a reason to get Michigan. Don't you think? Probably. Don't you think All that right, they're looking Ohio for State any little loses, thing? If Ohio State loses in overtime, they, they're out. So, but why is there one loss? Because it was late, right? Well, yeah, you're right about that. That, no. that would make sense to me if that's uh, if that's the argument. Of course, I'm looking at it with crimson colored glass. You're looking at it like Gary looks at it. Yeah, y'all look at it only on Alabama side. Right. Y'all well, don't consider Gary, the other Gary programs no at matter, all. Gary says no matter. What, yeah, because no matter what y- Texas, because y'all don't even consider no Texas. Texas he said no matter what Texas does or anybody else. If Alabama wins out, beats Georgia in the championship game, they're in. That's what Gary says right there. No if, ands, and buts. Yeah. No, he might no be right. He could be right. Yeah, he could but be. But I don't know but how I you're going to jump them over three undefeated. That. I don't I know really how you. Somebody beat. Yeah, I'm well, you, you you won't this weekend. I, I do think Oregon State can pull the. It wouldn't even be an upset. They're favored. Uh, so that, that would, I can't that would find help. this Oregon State game. What, what, what's the line on that? Two and a half. Oregon State's favored by two and a half. Really? Have y'all been? Do y'all subscribe to uh, ESPN? Do yeah. y'all have that app? Yeah. Do you do you have the one like when you go log into it, you can find all the scores and schedule and everything on the front page there? You talking about on the computer? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't ever log in. into it on a computer. I just use it to watch SEC Plus and ESPN Plus. Well, uh, I mean, if you're if like on Sunday morning, you want to know scores, you can go there. And well, you just that. get that off of ESPN. Just go to scores, and, and then you you mean you, TV? No, I'm talking about on the computer. Like you can go to ESPN.com yeah, and go yeah, to college that, football, go to scores, and then if you want all Division One, or you can break it down by conference and all the scores come right. Right, up. right. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. But look, what I wanted to ask you this, have you been getting this thing called ESPN Bet? Have I, you been noticing that coming through the app? I haven't seen it, no. Well, I, that's been popping up on mine. I wondered if anybody else had seen it. I hadn't looked into it because, you know, I'm not interested in gambling. But I was interested in what ESPN was. Anyway, I'm getting out of the way. I'll I think they, I think I think ESPN bought Penn Gaming or something. So maybe uh, they're, 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 I, how can they be so smart to take uh, Oregon State as two and a half point favorite? They know more. more they, that's really they got all those chandeliers out there. I guess because that game's at Oregon State and Oregon State's good. I know they are but right, two and a half point favorite over Washington at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, let's take this break. We got Digger holding. We'll see what Digger has to oh, say. Oh, crap. Digger's holding. He'll have some kind of Digger, I'll agree with Digger, and then he'll argue with me. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no reported wrecks in the area, and traffic is calming down. But we've had a good bit of rain overnight, so just watch out for standing water. Slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Good morning, and it is a soggy start to our Wednesday morning as we're dealing with this slow-moving area of low pressure. The rain should ease a little bit as we're heading throughout the afternoon, becoming a bit more sporadic, and still a shot at rain for tonight that will be out of here by early Thursday. Another chance for showers, though, arriving on Friday. Rather breezy today with our easterly wind, the high only into the upper 50s, and the overnight low at 50. Thursday's high, 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Naramore. On Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room, Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Uh, they're building and they're merging. They got banks everywhere in this area. Some people are closing. These guys are expanding. If you're looking for a mortgage, looking for the credit card, looking for the car loan, you need some help uh, with Black Wednesday coming up. Uh, you want to get a loan there. All the different products and services right there at the website, alabamaone.org. I'll get to the Alabama One hotline. Get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. All right. Hey, how's it going? What you got this morning, dude? <laughs> well, and again, Tom, on the second call, uh, look, <laughs> head to head, and I know you said it, Barry, and well, I understand it. It's your knuckle-head callers coming in here thinking, I'm looking for that line of reasoning, okay? <laughs> they can't seem to understand about the head to head, Okay. And you, you keep bringing up this thing about if they play Texas now. I guarantee you, Milro will have pee running down his leg if he has to play Texas again. Oh, I guarantee corn. you. We got the number one defensive line in the country. We've got the number one defensive lineman in the country. We got the number one defensive tandem in the country. I'm not saying that pro football focus is saying that. Oklahoma wasn't okay? that imp- Oklahoma wasn't that impressed. Well, Oklahoma ran look. You can go hey. watch the game. Who was leading with the minute seventeen left? You can't say that. Either. Hey Digger, will you call will you call us Monday morning when uh Iowa well, State beats beats uh Texas? Digger will be gone. And that's when another that thing. Y'all keep saying we're gonna lose to Iowa State. No, we've lost four out of five there, but are you gonna give us credit if we do win? Yeah, yeah we're gonna give you some credit. Us- I've yeah. always said if they're twelve and one to Bama, all, so we'll you're gonna almost you're gonna almost be in the final four. Now, if Lose to Iowa State. I don't want you to go go play hide and seek and hide from us. Oh, you'll hide out. You'll be gone, money. We won't be able to find. Now look, Wimp. Wimp, I got my hiking shoes. You go work on your little golf swing in the rain. Oh, there you right. go. Why? Can you help me with that? Thank you, Digger. All right, Digger's gone and we're gone. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. We appreciate Mike Griffith. And we have Bill Cameron in the second hour. All the interviews are up on the podcast center. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama sports? Have a great day, everybody.